So welcome back to Thrive, your agency resource. Today, we're talking about trusting your team and the benefits of relinquishing control. I know, super, super scary stuff. (laughs) Um, Tai Fujimara, CEO and founder of Cantilever Web Design and Development, is my guest. He's based in northern New Jersey, and I'm really, really excited to have this conversation, and I'm super excited that you're game to have it. Thanks so much for joining me, Ty. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I, I really like the show, and it's it's great to be on and, and talk with you anytime. So you say that the persistence of relinquishing control in your agency is like one of the hardest things in the universe. Why is that? <laughs> Well, I think anybody who's been through the experience of building uh, a business will will understand that to a degree. Um, agencies are particularly difficult because I think typically they start because of you know one person or a group of people who are very passionate about doing a certain type of work. Mm-hmm. And so as you're building a team, it's very difficult to uh, to break that model and to break the expectation that the the you know founders, are the experts and that, you know, they're, they're the brand. And I think it's totally valid if you have an agency where that's always the case. Like there are are many great agencies out there in a lot of different industries where, you know, they bear the name of the founders. Maybe it's a small team that's around the founders and that's okay. That's a, that's a, you know, great vehicle for them to get their, uh, their work out there. For me, that was where I was at for a long time. So probably for the first six or seven years of uh, cantilever, we were at most five people, I think. Um, and we really didn't consciously make a, a decision to grow until a few years ago. Um, and the, the impetus for that was just realizing that it was harder for us to have the influence on the world that we are trying to have. And our mission is, first of all, we want to do great work for our clients. We have a particular uh, philosophy of how we build our sites, which is called digital hospitality. And so we want to bring that to as many people as we can. But the second part is that we want to be a, a larger part of the general movement of both our industry and, and the rest of the work world towards these new ways of working, working remotely, working asynchronously, upholding um, people's, you know, uh, humanity a little bit more in their personal fulfillment would you say personal fulfillment absolutely work-life balance is the typical term that i think of it a little differently um so anyway so we we made this decision to grow and when you do that you have to start reckoning with you know how how will we continue to do the same great work that we've done uh but with new people and that's that's the the magic and the reason that I, i say it's so difficult is because uh, it, it requires a very careful balance. If you bring people in and you don't give them the, the tools that you don't equip them with the, uh, the resources, the understanding, the training that they need, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to, to, uh, you know, replace or, uh, or improve on what you've already been doing. Hmm. On the other hand, if you, uh, give people too much and you overburden them with all sorts of, rules and regulations and procedures and all that stuff, it can be too much as well. It can be stifling for them and it can, that can drive really great people away because mm-hmm. really great people want to be able to chart their own course. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you need to find that balance where people have the resources that they need, but they're still able to, uh, to, to find their, their own uh, path and their own solutions to, to problems. Uh, and 
I, I certainly haven't figured that out. So I'm not speaking from an expert perspective, but uh, I'm certainly a veteran of the, these decisions. And, um, and it's, it's something I, I have learned to find very fulfilling uh, that, that art, it's almost a, its own form of design, you know, yeah. figuring out how we can, how we can strike that balance. Yeah. So what I hear you saying, um, and we chatted a little bit about this before the show that trusting the team is actually a very worthy endeavor and correspondingly very difficult because of all the reasons that you stated. Um, but you actually had something of somewhat of a realization recently, which I thought was really interesting about the reality of the gap between your own ideas and your own thoughts and feelings and emotions around running the agency and those who you idealize, right. Or, or who, who you idolize. Um, and talk a little bit about that because that gap seemed a lot, a lot larger in your mind than it was <laughs> in reality. Yeah. I don't know. I've just, I've been kind of on a kick of um, trying to understand some people that I really admire. Uh, and one of the books I read recently was, um, Tools of Titans, which is by Tim Ferriss, and uh, it's it's really useful in that it's a it's a compendium of hundreds of different uh, really amazing people who have accomplished a lot of cool things, and it kind of distills down some of their uh, collected wisdom. So you can see a lot of the trends, and one of the things that's really apparent when you go deep on exploring the way that these people lead their lives is that they're probably not all that different from you. Right. And, and the way that they think about things, the doubts they have, you know, they're, they're staying up late at night thinking about the problems that they're facing. Um, but I think that we, we all have a certain mental model of like what's possible for us uh, and what, it, what, we're, what we're allowed to want and what we're allowed to have mm-hmm. that is very powerful. And that manifests itself when it comes to, you know, the types of clients who you ask uh, to, to work with you, uh, the amount of money that you're charging, the level of people who you try to bring into your your organization, um, the amount of and the the amount of control that that you relinquish, you know, because if you have a if you have a mental barrier, I've been in many places where I've thought I'm really the only person who can do this, right? But that's patently not true, right? Because right. there are thousands of different agencies that fill this function somehow without me, uh, right. with other people. Right. So as a as a founder, it's very easy to fall into that trap of limitation that says, you know. I have to do this. We can't charge that much. We probably can't do that project. We'll probably lose that. They won't say yes. And you know, if you're if you're not getting a healthy amount of no's, you're you're probably not trying hard enough to get a yes. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. So. I want to put a pin in something that you just said because I do hear it over and over and over again, um, even with my own clients. As the agency leader or owner, I am the only one who can do X. I've tried to find other people. It's not possible. They're not out there. So therefore I have to stay in the weeds to do this one particular job. And I have to interface with the client and I have to stay in this role because nobody else can do that. And all I hear when I, when that comes out of their mouths is literally, you don't trust your team. You have a, a an issue with relinquishing control. So I, I wanted to put a pin in it because I think it's like, there's a lot that hinges on that statement, which is really just a mindset. Right. Of course, of course. Yeah. And to, to uh, give you the, the deeper uh, version of that, I learned over time that I was subconsciously, deliberately putting people into difficult situations, mm. knowing that it wouldn't work out because it would prove that fallacy. Confirmation bias. So, yeah. So I, I would, I would like, you know, sort of 
thrust people into certain situations where I hadn't necessarily prepared them to succeed or had given them, uh, you know, the, the, the resources that they would need. And I had no idea that I was doing, I only know know in hindsight that I was doing, I was going to say in retrospect, you weren't doing that consciously. I want to make that clear. Exactly. So I, I, and I realized that what, what that was is me expecting the process to fail. Mm -hmm. And so therefore sort of molding reality such that that would happen. And so I I obviously feel terrible about that because I think there were a lot of opportunities that we had for people to do, uh, do better work um, that where, you know, I ended up uh, sort of stepping in at the last minute and fixing everything, you know, and that just further reinforces that, that myth. Yeah. So I, th- I, I say that I'm being very honest because I think there's a lot of agency uh, agency founders who have, who might be going through that exact same thing. And like, I think like I'm, I've far from figured this out by any means, but I think if you, if you're consistently struggling to get past that, like, three-person, four-person size of organization where you really actually have to stop making all the decisions, Uh, you you might want to consider how your own actions may be sabotaging that process and and, uh, really be honest with yourself about about the effect that you're having. I think it's, it's also very easy to it's very easy to see the mistakes that other people make. And it's very hard to see the mistakes that you make, you know, when, when, so it's, it's very easy to excuse yourself for being late on something or, or making a mistake on a certain thing. And then, but if someone who you're working with makes that same mistake, it's really stands out to you. And it, 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 if you're already inclined to like doubt the process, then you're especially going to read into issues that, you know, oh, this, this is just proof that I, you know, this was a bad idea the whole time. Man, Ty, that is such a, such a profound statement. It's such a profound realization. I think it's, it's obviously very true. And I do see it happen all the time with agency leaders. I'm positive that I did that myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think the thing that's the hardest for me is like, I just, I am so, so dedicated to our clients. And I, I don't say that in like a trite <laughs> advertising kind of way. It's like, it's like, it's an obsession, you know, to do our, I our total best for clients. So anytime uh, I start to feel like that is jeopardized, it freaks me out. Yep. You know, now I, I have to realize a lot of the time that actually there, that's not really happening. You know, it may, it, it often can be more the case that it's, it's something that I'm uh, thinking is necessary that might not actually be necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's another thing I'm just realizing as a a method of understanding this. You know, talk to your clients, talk to your clients, figure out what their pain points are uh, in different situations. So talk to them when you're more involved, and talk to them when you're not as involved, and find out uh, if if they're if they've noticed changes, if they're having any issues. You know, I think having an open dialogue with your clients is really uh, powerful and important because you 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 will encounter situations where yeah shit's going wrong and you need to fix it if you're dedicated to your client's success which we all should be but you'll also find out there are situations where you kind of thought there was a problem but your client you know it's it's it doesn't seem material to them and that's a big lesson as well let's face it agency life looks very different than ever before Remote and hybrid teams need better tools to help them communicate and access files, track their time, manage client budgets, and more. If you believe that it's time to streamline things once and for all, Workamajig is the all-in-one agency management platform built to help you do just that. 
Head over to workamajig.com forward slash thrive to learn more. Back to the show. I think it's great advice to talk to your clients. Um, I wonder if the reality though, is that most agency leaders and you know, this just goes for most humans, there's um, some kind of inherent fear that's operating right. underneath the surface that would actually prevent you from, from having that conversation in the times when you're more involved and, and when you're less involved for fear that they are going to notice, right? For fear that you are going to be right. And so what do you do? You, you avoid the conversation. And of then course. that of creates yeah. this whole like sort of bubble of, of, of very little communication during those periods and of then course, something yeah. could happen. So, yeah, but yeah. I think that all of this really speaks to this idea that there's a connection between the ethos of an agency, right? Like being rooted right. in the founder himself or herself and not remaining stuck in your own patterns, right? Like you talked exactly. about this um, with the example of like a, a barrier to pricing at some point right. Uh, right. at your agency. Um, you can talk a little bit about that and maybe there are some other examples, but I just want to highlight that it it shows up, right? Like our own fears and, and different things that um, have happened to us in our lives and like the things that have made us who we are, mm-hmm. they pop up when we own an agency because there's so many opportunities for them to surface, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when it comes to pricing in particular, we've had certain like key rate levels that we've always been resistant to um, to charging because we always perceived it as too much. And then we realized in a lot of cases that we were actually way undercharging relative to right. what some of our competition were charging. And that we were delivering a tremendous amount of value. And especially when we, you know, we've worked with some of the largest organizations in the world, we've given them products that have made many, many times what they invested in them mm-hmm. uh, in, in return for these, these organizations. So, um, so we're, we are experts, we provide value and we should be charging accordingly. Um, but it's just so hard to get out of your mental model of like, what you should be making, you know, and I, I I've had that mental model or what you're worth, mind. just what, yeah, it, what you're worth. Say yeah, it a little bit differently. That's yeah. That's a better way to put it because it's not right. You, you shouldn't be charging based on like your own, uh, sense of what you need. Yeah. You shouldn't be charging what you need. You should be charging what you you're worth. Right. And, and that's, that's the, the barrier that I think is very difficult, but I, I have kind of a corollary in my own life, which is like, I have a certain, level of income that my, I remember my mom, when I was like 12, she told me that that's what we made as a family. So I always thought, well, that's, you know, more than enough money. You know, if I'm, if I'm making that, I'm good. Uh And, you know, and we, we luckily we had plenty growing up and I I never felt like I, so I always felt like, yeah, if, if I'm doing that, then I'm successful. But, um, (laughs) <laughs> inflation happened and I'm in a very different circumstance in my life. And it turns out that that level of income is, uh, is, is much less than I, I really am worth, uh, in, in the market. So that's, that's been very difficult for me to get over to, to think, well, I actually, you know, I, I don't, I, I find myself like if I'm in a position where I'm going to be making more, I like almost find a way to use the money so that I don't, make more almost like it's, it's like a latent guilt. Um, so that that's very hard to get over. And I think everybody has this idea of like, you know, what, what's fair, what they should be earning, what the company should be charging. And a lot of the time that's 
that's a that's false. You know, it's it's based on some ingrained prior uh, narrative. You know, maybe from when you're very young, and and it's something that if you can break through that and just try it, like you know, immersion therapy, just say out loud the rate that you think you might be worth. Um, or try, you know, a prospect comes in and just try to charge them what you really think you're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they say no, but again, if you're not getting no's, you're you're probably not charging enough. Yeah, I think that that's really true. Um, so you talk a lot about breaking out of your own mental models, which obviously I love. Um, and I think 2020 forced us all to kind of reprioritize <laughs> in every single yes. little tiny yes. dark corner of our yes. lives, right? No one was really immune to that. Um, so that actually, in some serendipitous way, forced you to trust your team more than you had been historically. Um, and as a benefit of doing so, um, there's this this thing that you shared with me, um, this visual uh, or this feeling of kind of like taking off in a plane and that that split moment where you feel like the weightlessness right underneath you, like you're just gliding. Um, talk a little bit about what happened last year that kind of led to that and, um, and give us, give us a little bit of those, those good feelings. Cause I really want people to understand like trusting your team. Yes, it's scary, but there is really this beautiful thing that happens. Uh, as yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say it's, it was, uh, like in a lot of things, 2020 was like five years of progress in, <laughs> in one year, you know, um, you know, we we went into the year probably at I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to quantify it, but like making a lot of progress in terms of you know the, that relinquishing control aspect, and and it's not just about relinquishing control; it's it's about improving the level of service and quality that we can give to clients. And that's mm-hmm. something that I, I I was thinking about when you were talking about you know having those conversations with clients earlier. the 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 goal is not. I need to remove myself so I can make more money. The goal is that I need to remove myself so that we can do better for you. You know, we're, we're bringing in people who are more talented in whatever their realm is than I ever was. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're equipping them with, you know, proven procedures so that they can do an amazing job for you. Um, And so, you know, we've, we've been making a lot of progress in that regard, but because of the, the circumstances, like, first of all, leading an agency in the middle of a, the, the beginnings of that pandemic, um, <clears throat> it forces you to make more big picture strategic choices because you, you cannot, there is no business as usual, right? So a lot of my day, all of a sudden just had to be more strategic. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking a lot about, you know, finances, obviously, and planning and, and you know, business development and marketing. And we like ramped into, um, in March and April, we ramped into our marketing. Because we we were like, well, our normal sales pipelines are totally gone. So what are we going to do to make sure that we at least have something? And so we we put a bet basically in that some of our marketing would work, which eventually did happen. And that was that was pivotal. So if I if I had you know been just focusing on delivering our work, I wouldn't have had the headspace to make sure that we had work That's in right. two months. You know, right. um, but then as the cor- the pandemic continued, I started to have much more personal responsibility because all of the things that I um, used to, you know, uh, be able to delegate in some fashion in my personal life, I could no longer do. Um, So I have many, many hours a week, uh, just, you know, even just personal 
chores that I, I need to take care of personally mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't need to do before. And then the big one is childcare because we, we haven't been able to have consistent childcare uh, for the longest time. And it forced me to go, wait a second. I actually like my whole life, as long as I've had kids, I've said my kids are my priority, but how true has that been mm-hmm. when I've always been willing to like, you know, to do a work trip or, um, or, you know, spend a night away just because, just because I think it'll make a client, you know, it'll improve a client experience or it'll, it'll give us, it'll allow me to make a little more money or something like that. Right. So the, the pandemic has forced me to be much more, uh, much more present in my children's lives, which has forced me to realize that actually I should have been doing that the whole time. And the only way that I can do that is by trusting my people. So if I trust my people and I train them and I equip them well to do a great job, everybody wins. Our clients will get better service more consistently. They can ramp up better because nobody's, I'm not a bottleneck. Nobody's relying on me, but everybody has learned from me the lessons that I've learned. Um, My children benefit because I can spend more time with them. And I benefit because I have that feeling, like you said, of things I, I, I can step away. I can be, you know, uh, hiking around on a Tuesday morning with my kids. And I know that, that things are being handled to, to even a higher standard than I could have achieved on my own. And what do you think are the benefits to the individual team members? Yeah. So I think individual team members benefit greatly because they have the authority and the, um, the respect within the organization to make the decisions that, that they think are right. Mm-hmm. And when you when you remove yourself as a bottleneck, it allows people to to thrive. Uh, to choose a word to to come into themselves as creatives and to um, to I think do their best work a lot of the time. Again, it's it's such a balance. It's very challenging because when you have people in the team, they need to understand what the goals are. You know, and if you don't give people clear goals, if you don't ask them what their barriers are, if you don't um, address concerns or make sure things are smooth early on in the process, you're going to run into problems. So it's, it's, it's not like, it's not easy. You know, it's, it's not, I think it's the, the process of delegation and growing your team is like made very trite and trivial by some, uh, some treatments of it. Like, and so, and like when you can it into phrases, it, totally diminishes the difficulty, but it it is the true difficulty is like, how can you build an organization that can do your thing better than you could? Mm -hmm. That's, that's a really, really hard thing. It's like, and, and on top of that, to build on that, how does that land with you? Right. Because if you were this really egoic person, you might do things that, that tend to sabotage. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the, (laughs) the majority of people who start companies are egoic and are, uh, think of themselves very highly. And I think, uh, I think that's true of myself and to, to my peril, you know, it's, it's easy for me to think it's easy for me to fall into those traps because I have that flaw. And so, you know, uh, I guess that's, that's also part of what makes it hard is, is that we all happen to be, you know, people who are crazy and, 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 uh, and sort of egotistical enough to think that starting a new company is the right idea. Um, when there are all these companies out there, they're probably the ones who are the least likely to want to do that process. And so it's, it's like a particular challenge for, you know, yeah. your audience and your clients 
uh, and myself. So, yeah. but that's what makes it special. You know, yeah. I think life's, life's not, uh, not worth doing works, not worth doing if it's, if it's not challenging. And if we're not overcoming something, I think, uh, we should be finding uh, taller mountains. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, even though it, it keeps me up at night and it's, uh, it's the big challenge of my, of my career. Um, but I, I know that, you know, every time we reach a new level of success, it's so, so fulfilling that I, I, it keeps me going to, to find that next level. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, that's really well said. And I also want to just kind of highlight that it takes a lot of courage, right. To, to be this vulnerable and to say, Hey, I definitely don't have all the answers. This is something that I'm currently struggling with. Like as of right now, um, yes, I've been doing it for a while, but I haven't figured it out necessarily, but being willing to even share that story, right? Like, um, what did Brene Brown says, like integrity is choosing courage over comfort. And I think that you've certainly done that here today. So I really <laughs> thank you very much. I, for I appreciate me. that. I apologize <laughs> to anyone I offended. Uh, hi, YouTube. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that I hope that I think we should reach a higher level of vulnerability in in the agency world, because it's it's very difficult for people to to understand that, you know, those are challenges that everybody goes through. And it's the, the challenge is the, the reason that it's worth it. It's not a reason to quit. That's right. Thanks, Ty. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.